Mr. Grow It from the Stack Podcast. Thanks to our sponsors, AC Infinity. Looking for an easy way to improve air circulation in your grow tent? Well, check out AC Infinity's clip-on oscillating fan. It's compact and can easily be attached to your tent poles, providing targeted airflow exactly where you need it. With 10-speed settings and automatic oscillation, you can customize the fan's airflow to suit your plant's needs at different stages of growth. And because it's IP44 rated, it's resistant to high humidity and heat, perfect for your grow environment. These oscillating clip-on fans can also be connected to your Controller 6 9 Pro to be able to have everything dialed in perfectly for your garden. If you want to upgrade your grow tent today, make sure you get that clip-on oscillating fan from AC Infinity. And don't forget to use discount code thestash 15 at checkout to save a little extra on your purchase. Yeah, hey. click on the camera. Hey, how's it going, hey, George? Hey, the I, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the road right now. I don't know what you guys are going to see. I mean, not, not a lot unless you want to see the northern Illinois. It, it, no, it's right. okay. Uh, we're, 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 like, here I am. Hey, I'm yeah, breaking all happen, the breaking rules. Yeah, breaking all the rules. Hey, you know so, what? We don't want you to. We don't want you to get hurt. So, that's not uh, real. yeah, keep it no, down. We, we'll, we're gonna put a beautiful picture of your mug over there. And what we're gonna do, like, do, you, do? you remember watching uh, America's Funniest uh, Home Videos back in the day when they would just put the giant head uh, over top of what's his name? Be... <laughs> that's what they change the mouth that's, and then. That's fine. Yeah. George, thank yeah, you for joining us today, man. We really appreciate it. Hey, we know that uh, we, we, you told us where you'd be, and uh, we said we need you for this, and uh, you're, here you are. So uh, thank cool. you for being here, man. That's cool, man. Yeah, is this a 5 o'clock free stash giveaway? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> man. We've been doing it. We've been uh, pushing out. They've had a lot of people already buying them. A shout out to all the, the love we've gotten there, which is great. And cool. uh, yeah, it's been awesome, cool. man. It's been awesome. Four yeah, plus hours. It's, the, it's been a great response. We we've got a, we got a ton of people watching right now. That um, we've got a ton of love through the chat. We've had a ton of. Oh, it's just been a great day. We have a ton of great guests. And uh, George, man, we do we just want to awesome. we want to kind of dive into the blend. You know, actually, uh, when we take a break around here, it's uh, your face that plays. Uh, answering some of the questions that we've had in regards to the blend and, you know, is it compatible with this? Will it work with this? You know, what's here? What's that? How's this derived? And, uh, but before we get into all, yeah. all we, before we get into all that, we just kind of wanted to get, uh, just your, your idea, your concept, uh, what role did you play in, uh, in, in bringing this all together? Yeah, it's good. It's a good question. I mean, I think, you know, we had a lot of brilliant people, you know, Hey, what's on the market today? Um, you know, how could it be made better? Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, it, certainly, you know, I was a part of that, but I think there were a lot of other great people. I mean, you guys on the show, obviously, provided your thoughts and feedbacks, you know, as we're talking and discussions. And so it was a group of, of people, a nucleus that started, and it kind of grew from there. That makes sense. Yeah. I'll take credit. I like that. I've been doing oh, it right. most <laughs> episodes. I had a lot to do with it. Uh, I, uh, no, I have a lab yes, coat. Uh, no. Yep. Uh, yeah, we got you. Yeah, yeah you do good. You. But uh, I think it's it's a lot of it is about, okay. you know, okay. how I, okay. I use the analogy is like we just wanted a smoothie with all the right nutrients. And uh, you help break down a lot of stuff. We were like, oh, that can go in there and this can be added as well. And you're like, yeah. And really got to a point where I learned more about inputs of things that I didn't have any idea were usable. Again, the biggest one for me that stood out was just the word liquor. I'm like, huh? What you talking about and that was that that corn steep liquor <laughs> that was one that's interesting and i haven't seen it and i've been reading more about it lately it's it's getting more of a trend yeah. into this space but what uh yeah. what's a little bit of a background on that yeah i mean you know it's it's technically it's a um it, it's a byproduct from the actual processing of the corn itself right but and it sounds horrible to say it's a byproduct but there's a lot of really great 
pieces in that. It's kind of like that last run of molasses that you get off of sugar production, right? When you get sugar production, you get the byproduct of molasses, but there's a lot of minerals and amino acids, and it's the same thing in corn seed liquor, right? Really nice mineral content, really nice ratio of NPK. You got calcium, you got magnesium in there, you got micronutrients, uh, you've got amino acids, proteins, peptides, uh, sugars that are in there. So it's just, it's, um, you know, it's a really nice starting blend for growing, you know, not also for growing biology, right? It's um, anytime you're going to grow biology in a, in a, uh, in a space, you're going to want to have a food source of the biology as well, right? And so it's just, it's a, it's a really nice mix. It's, it's not easy to come by and it's not easy to, to handle or formulate with because it's, it's a little hygroscopic, but you know, we're, we've worked and addressed this and, and, you know, we'll keep working on that front, but it's great base. Right. And that's, um, that's, that was the starting point. Yeah. I think, you know, one thing that's, uh, on a lot of people's mind and it's something too, I feel like we definitely needed to get out there was, um, heavy metals in this. Is that something that we're going to be able to discuss a little bit that you would discuss better than yeah. us, obviously? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, test uh in hand i believe we do anyways we're supposed to um you know and, and again everything that we work with is is going to be is going to be really good from a heavy metals perspective right just because we know the industry standards when we start working with this the other thing that helps is that this is a fairly low use rate product right so we're not dumping this in here about a pound full it's a targeted product low use rate you know two grams you're going out once a week um, so there's really not going to be a lot of concern there about, uh, about heavy metals. That makes sense. I know with the, uh, the next thing, the, the extract of the seaweed, I think a lot of people are, would be worried about heavy metals kind of being involved in that as well, uh, but that's an extraction process, right? So that's, that's, it, it's pure. Yeah. Can you talk about yeah. that? Yeah, it's also where the seaweed comes from, right? I mean, you got seaweed all over the world, right? And some of it is, is great, like off the coast of Ireland where we get it or off the coast of Norway where we've gotten it before, but we like the Irish Ascombile and a dose a little bit better. And some it's just awful, right? Some it's just like seaweed by name. And I'm not quite sure what it is that's coming from another country and you just don't know, right? This material that we get, we formulated with this seaweed for literally decades now. And we have a concentrated seaweed product that we've we've used and we've sold out in the environment and passes heavy metal tests without a problem. So the fact that we've put it in there as an ingredient, as an admixture in what we're doing, zero, zero concerns about the heavy metals of, of that is, of what that is, where it's coming from. We know how it tests out, even on its own and concentrate. So that's not a problem. Now, when you start talking about seaweed, start talking about formulating with seaweed or the availability of seaweed to the microbes, you know, there's a lot of lignin. I mean, it's, a, it's a plant, you know, kind of plant-based material where you got the cell walls. There's a lot of lignin in there. There's a lot of cellulose. There's a lot of things that aren't soluble. And so what, what, what we do is all the water-soluble elements out of that seaweed, right? All the metabolites that we like that help with, you know, the rooting and the plant health and the plant growth. You know, all the amino acids that we like, all that gets stripped out in that extraction process. And all the stuff that really is just kind of fibrous, not water soluble. You know, it, it is technically organic matter, but it's not going to break down in the, in the short growth cycles that we have. Really, we're, we've just eliminated all that and we've concentrated this down. And I think it, it's kind of a microcosm of the stash blend and, and on its, on its enti in its entirety 
because what we've really tried to do is we try to take something that's you know really kind of an imprecise process we've got teas and you've got all this other sort of stuff going on it's organic matter and we've really tried to condense it down into a concentrated extract that allows you to use it at low use rates but get that response that that, that you want to see right with the plant a wink and just big shout out to wink that was slick there just putting up the video i know George. and i, I was know. like I was like, he's here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, trip me out for a minute. Trip me out for a minute. That was good. <laughs> Thank you for breaking that down. Um, one of, did you want to follow that up, Chris, or was that you? Well, I was going to get go into ahead. the potassium hydroxide, how that's kind of involved with it, right? So okay, like, go ahead. that's yeah, another thing that's on the label, which I think we need one. to talk about, which is potassium hydroxide is used in the extraction process for the seaweed extract. And um, you had mentioned, I know yes. there's labeling restrictions. We kind of touched upon this uh, uh, earlier in the, in the stream here. Um, but labeling restrictions, is, it must be on there, yet it's not really in there anymore because it's used for the extraction process. Can you talk to us about how yeah. potassium hydroxide is kind of in this blend or used it for this blend? It is, yeah, definitely a labeling requirement. It says, hey, if you're going to do a seaweed extract, you've got to use the extractant that you've used to, to get there. And for us, it's built potassium hydroxide, right? And there actually may be some residual potassium that's in the product, which is fine. It, it, it's, it's, uh, it's actually going to help and be beneficial. But what's left at the end of this is not potassium hydroxide. It's going to react with the natural acids that are that's in the seaweed itself, right? So you've got you know potassium citrate or potassium acetate or potassium aspartate or potassium glutamate, these amino acids or these organic acids that are in the mix. So you end up with a product that's you know not a pH of fourteen. You know you end up with a product that's a pH of you know of eight, seven, right? Uh, so it's it's um, yeah, but it, again, it's a weird sort of law from a labeling perspective that says you've got to put potassium hydroxide on there because that's what it's quote derived no longer potassium hydroxide it's just and we could i mean we could have a whole show on labeling laws and you know the spirit of the law versus what it's actually accomplishing but uh yeah that's a little bit of background to it thank you thank you uh we we, yeah, we, we got works. we're getting a lot of we're getting a lot of questions in regards and we want to be 100 percent transparent um we're getting a lot of questions in regards. Can you use this in hydroponic? And you were very forthcoming with us in regards to, unfortunately, there's just some elements that are um, water soluble and some that yep. aren't. And yep. how does that play a significance in whether or not people can use this in hydroponic or not? Yeah, I, I think you're going to have issues in, in, in deep water culture uh, without any soil at all. Uh, because, like I said, there are some insoluble elements that, you know, will through biology in the soil, you know, begin to work in the soil and turn soluble through enzymatic processes, either chemically from the plant or from or, or biologically from the biology that are in there. But the mycorrhizae that's in there, the bacteria that's in there, you know, happier in a, an environment where you've got, you know, oxygen exchange going on in, in a soil type environment, right? So really, you're not going to get all the benefits of this product first and foremost if you use it in hydroponic scenario versus if you use it in a soilless meteor soilless or soil scenario right but yeah i mean you've got some some water inside well in there and the silicon dioxide is keep among those in the plant from a silicon perspective that, that has to change into ortho or monolithic acid right and so you know the protonation well, we're, we're, case 
and that, that comes from enzymatic and it comes from acid releases from the roots uh, in concentrate. And, it, you know, you're just not going to have that in a hydroponic situation. So you're going to have some precipitate there. If you really, really, really want to get it out, uh, you know, and, and run it through a, a mesh filter and then have the extract go in your hydroponics. But, you know, even then you've got now, you know, a lot of biology in there. You got to make sure your oxygen content in the water is good. Um, you know, there's some questions that you're going to start to have come up there. So we didn't design it for that purpose. We think the big soil is meter soil. Thank you. Yep. Thank you for that. Well, you broke up a little bit there as it went through, but I think we got the general idea that, you know, if you're, you're using filters, there's water soluble and unsoluble or not in salt, non soluble, water soluble uh, elements. So we just don't recommend that you use it in hydroponics. So it's a great question. We appreciate you guys that think about supporting us too. And um, we had a great question too um, from Keith asking, uh, heard it has a polymer in it similar to flavor um is there a, a, how we, the, one of my favorite parts is how we've managed to uh replicate the polymer extraction and that has to do with the the ocean creatures what are they called mm -hmm. musks Those musks the mu or the there's a there's mollusks. a process Mollusks. Mollusks. Yeah, there's a process yeah. that it keeps the, the, on the shell to create polymer to... Uh, uh, George. Uh, Take over how, Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do we... Uh, how did we make that happen? Yeah, I, I would say it's... Uh, yeah, it's a similar similar flavor to pol the, 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 the flavor, similar polymer. Yeah, I mean, the idea behind the polymer, of course, is that uh, mollusks, when they build, which are primarily calcium scaffolding, right? They have to pull that calcium out of the ocean water to be able to do that, right? Uh, can you hear me? All right, just checking. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. So they've got to they've got to pull the uh, the calcium out of the water, and to do that, they complex it with a with a polymeric acid, right? And so that's kind of where the kind of where the science came from, kind of where the idea came from. Um, and what happens is that when you take aspartic acid, which is a, an amino acid, uh, food grade amino acid, you, you would hook them together to form a, a, a chain of 30 or 35 different, uh, links there, uh, you know, it is a negative charge. And so we'll grab on the nutrients, it's fully biodegradable and, uh, you know, it, it certainly anchors. It's, a, it's another component of this stash mix where you have the mycorrhizae working with the plant. You have the bacteria working on the nutrients, and then you have this uh, this this chemical, uh, this biodegradable polymer that's you know basically what mollusks build out, inspired by nature, also working to help with nutrient uptake. So it's uh, it's it's a synergistic approach. And oh, by the way, it's it's a terrific food source for, for the biology itself. So it, it will break down over the course of depending on the biology load from one to two to three months, and uh, continuous feed and. It does a great job with uh, with feeding the biology as well as this help with the nutrients in the plant. Thank you for clarifying that because I get that question a lot. People are thinking polymer is just another sales gimmick and hearing how it helps with the uptake of nutrients. And as you just mentioned, because I'm not going to repeat it, uh, that that's why we included it. That, so thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. It's Absolutely. on. I mean, we, we sell the world over, right? It's manufactured right in Illinois. Uh, we've got a multi-story reactor that uh, it's it's super clean process. We just use heat, uh, exceptionally high heat. There's obviously a few things to the reactor that gets it done, but yeah, it's 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 not hocus pocus. It's on milk.
around the world today. Uh, so it's it's a real thing. We had another question in the chat. Uh, well, we, first of all, we know that this can be in organic systems as well, or if you're using synthetic model, bottled nutrients. So stash blend is an addition to your base nutrients. Uh, but one of the things that yeah. uh, we talked about earlier on the stream, you weren't around for it, and we, and we actually talked about it when we were connected through video, was um, sprinkling it onto the roots, how you mentioned that it could potentially dry it out. It wasn't tested. Um, so we have a question that kind of relates to that is, is, is it safe to use with worms in the system? Because I guess they're worried about maybe the worms drying out, for example. Yeah, it's, it's a, you know, I don't have a problem. You're putting two grams, you know, uh, per gallon or for a half gallon or however you want to deliver that two grams into your into your container there. It's sufficiently dilute. Uh, you don't really have anything other than some, some minerals, amino acids, you know, things like that in there. I, I don't see any reason why it would cause harm to uh, to a, a vermicult at all. I mean, we were talking about taking a dry powder and dipping it into roots and, you know, when you get into that concentration, you know, from an electrical conductivity perspective, are we pulling water out of the roots? If you threw this concentrated powder on the worms, you know, would you have the same sort of thing where, you you know, you're, you're pulling water out of the worms? It's just osmosis, right? Where the salt concentration is highest, that's where the water is going to flow. But in, in our scenarios that we're talking about here, we're talking about diluting it in water first and pouring it in the soil. So I, don't, I wouldn't have any bit of problem using it in, in, a, in a culture where I thought there might be beneficial organisms. Not at all. Another great question. Uh, Hallsack420 asks, uh, how far into the grow should this be added into watering? Yeah, that's good. I would say as soon as possible, uh, number one. So, you know, when you transplant and go out week one, that's probably when I would start it. We, we know that the mycorrhizae is going to take multiple weeks to establish. We know there's a lot of short-term benefits in there as well. Getting it started early is going to get that mycorrhizae to start growing and establishing, so it'll be there in that week four, five, six, when you really need to click in and then onwards. And uh, it's going to help with nutrient uptake in that, in that cycle of the crop. And I don't know if you guys talked about it already, but obviously we want to use this thing on a weekly basis until you get up into your flowering stage. And then from there, the mycorrhizae established, you've got an established community of bacteria, the polymers built up there, and it's going to carry you through uh, to the rest of the, uh, the cycle and the harvest. Real quick, George, you kind of cut off for a half a second when you said you can feed this all the way every week or all the way through the veg until you get to flower and... And then yeah. it came back then, around after mitre, uh, mycorrhiza. Gotcha. Yeah, until you get the flower, and then you, then then you'll, uh, you know, then you'll let it be because you'll you'll have you'll have everything established at that point in time. And that, I, you know, I don't, I don't think the return on investment is going to be a, as strong later on in the crop, but early on. It's so as you guys kind of hear you he say was, that part, because we're too good for the people, they just want to cut Russia off. Russia like, stepped in. No, way I, he, too good. He, you heard it. He said you have no problem using it weekly throughout every watering, uh, all the way through veg, and then as you get to flower, you'll be able to taper it back and, and let it go. Let those cultures establish and exist within the the pot. Uh, now, one thing to mention the, is that uh, we were using it. Uh, all three of us were using it every watering all the way up to the end, so it's totally safe to do that. If you're reusing soil. That's something that we really didn't talk about behind the scenes. Um, if you're reusing the soil, you can have another plant in there. Sure, you can go ahead and, and do it all the way up yeah. until the end because you have a new plant coming in there right afterwards, and you'll you'll reap the benefits, no problem. Yeah, for sure, agree with that. I fed I fed it all the way. I've been ch like tapering off as I'm going into flower, so yeah, I'm gonna keep that going. 
And see, I only use half a teaspoon when I'm doing it. I keep it pretty low, and it seems totally adequate. I had to dial back when I was doing my uh, synthetic base nutrients. I had to dial those back a little bit because I was just seemingly getting a little toxicity in multiple areas. It's nuts. And so with this having the, the slight macros in it, I think that really helps you get your K, so to speak, that a lot of people are after with their three numbers on front of the bag. What was the thought process behind having the macros in there? If you don't let me ask it. I mean, yeah, I, I think, talk behind the scenes just to. Yeah, I mean, I, I, to me, it's some sort of food source of biology too, right? So it's a it's readily available, you know, mineral organic based feedstock that's going to be built in for the biology, but also for, for the plants. And they, there's a synergy there when you've got something built in directly for the biology right off the bat. Obviously available to the plant also in a supplemental number, um, but you know we were surprised when they first started fooling around with just using it. Um, and and again, it's it's pretty popular as an organic nutrient source. Even sometimes uh, uh, the main uh, supplier of nutrients in an organic source, and there's just a lot to it other than just the minerals that are in there uh, as well. But you know we saw a tremendous response from that uh, in my old agricultural days in specialty ag running it through drip irrigation and things like that. It, there's there's more to there than, than you realize. And when you build it in with the, with the biology, it just it makes sense. To me, it made sense. Yeah, especially as we're trying to have something as a blend. The thought process when we came together was making it so there wasn't 10 bottles or bags or a bunch of things people needed to get. And, and some people still want that to be able to dial things into the tea, especially if you're getting into crop steering and going maybe in the commercial route. You know, I know a lot of people with can of cribs, you know, with the consultation there, um, they may go in a different direction, but this being the additive, it doesn't take away from a lot of those things, I feel, especially when you're dealing with your macros. So uh, when it comes to putting this into systems, obviously we wouldn't to, like put it through auto watering as much. You think it would be as soluble to go through there and, and deal with like a, a line system or no? Yeah, probably, probably not. You know, like I said, there's, there's definitely some, some insoluble uh, materials that are in there. Um, I, I, I probably wouldn't start there if I were doing it. Yeah. So it'd be more for the hand watering application, which does make sense, you know, especially with this. And then given that, like we talked before, it being like, you're ready to go tea, you know, instead of having to do the whole brew, it's go. just a pour and mix. You got your, you know, quality ready to go mix. And I think that's, that's really where this comes into place for a lot of people, even those well, on the synthetic side, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's ready to go and it's predictable, right? You know you're getting from a CFU count and from an input count every time you do it, right? I think there's a lot of variability when you start making, you know, your own teas. And not that, not that it, this wouldn't be a great starter for that if you want to build onto it and do something, you know, beyond what what we're talking about here. You just mix it in water, let it roll. But um, yeah, I, I think it's, to me it's that taking control over that process and knowing what you're going to get every time. And it's just an instant tea that says, hey, this is it. I mix this in, I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah. So no, soil drench is. is the recommended application. Um, mix it up into water, whether it be half teaspoon to one teaspoon per gallon of water. A uh, question in the chat uh, for those that are tuning in on YouTube. We're actually streaming this live on Twitch right now and actually on YouTube. Uh, but usually we're on Twitch every single week and we are streaming and we're taking questions today. So one of the questions was, when you do mix it up in water, how long can it sit in that mixture? That question's for George. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. long could it that's sit in the mixture? Like, Are there going to be any adverse effects if, right. you, if it's sitting there for George days like, or what? Well, I mean, I said this. I want to make sure like, I, my, my phone didn't like die. I mean, I'm just looking at a still, still <laughs> face here. Um, 
it's a good question because as soon as that as soon as that biology hits that water, you know, uh, it's gonna start multiplying, right? So you're gonna start going through the feed source, the food source there. I mean, I you know, that, that I, I don't think we've done any prolonged studies there, but I would say, you know, controlled environment outside the sun, you know, you probably leave it around for a day or two, you know, pretty good to go. You get beyond that, that bacteria is gonna start to chew through a lot of its food source and you know and and oxygen too in that water too so how oxygenated is that water and yeah you know i would yeah, I, I think, would probably not leave it around too long i think the question was if i may was kind of directed towards possibly keeping it in a reservoir maybe but um, as we kind yeah. of mentioned that like the best water application is a soil drench because of water solubility. For the same reason, you wouldn't put it in a in a in a hydroponic system. You're not going to put it in a in a reservoir because that some Res. of those some of those things yes. aren't going to break down. You know, um, yeah. That that. that well, yeah. I think this Thank is you. understanding of using a powder based sub like a, a dry nutrient, and and kind of understanding how that goes. And traditionally, you just wouldn't usually do that. You don't want it to just sit, depending on how it was formulated. But I feel like a lot of times. People will just try it, you know, prime example, like I would love to eventually get a stash blend, like liquid version, which of course, you know, water is what water is, but there's a lot of people who are using hydroponics and it would be cool to be able to cater to that, but then not being able to have all the same stuff. We can't the same pack effect. the same punch. Well, potentially with different bottle. ingredients though, is what it is. Yeah. Sure. Cause when oh, you look sure. at it, sure, sure. Yeah. It, it would look, it would look a little different for sure. Yeah. It would look a little different, but yeah. Could we, could we get there an approximation? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, I, I can see that be in the future for sure. Well, I was just going to say because a lot of people in the commercial settings, it's it's a little more about speed and delivery and you know ROI. So you see a ton of people focusing on liquid-based nutrients. That's why Ventana does so well, and you know a lot of brands like that because it's commercial-based. It's focused on that setting, so you can get that crop steering going. And I feel like Great. we're catering pretty heavily to the home grower, but this still is applicable to that commercial grow. It's just for the hand watering. Whereas where it's different. So it's really a craft grow. Yeah. You know, it's like kind I, of a smaller, smaller family. You're right. Craft grow. Like I in large craft grows too. Like we've, I've got a, 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 an operation near me with 1800 plants, which, you know, whether that's craft or not, I can still consider that pretty craft and they water everything by hand. You know, everything's still water by hand. Wow. So yeah. By one wow. guy, one guy. What? Uh, yeah. With the yeah, water boy. No, he's act, he's, yeah, he's the grower. He's, he's the, the water the, man. He, the guy, wow. the grower is the guy. Um, one, it's dedication. That's passion. But that's, as I've mentioned, that's the difference between craft and corporate. <laughs> um, but anyways, that's a different discussion. Um, what I did want to focus on wow. too, and when this is really excites me is this, <laughs> I get to be the, I get to be the Billy Mays of the group. And I can say that we're inside the stash blend. We don't offer just one beneficial bacteria, oh. not just two. Beneficial, but huh? not just three, but four what, uh, beneficial four? bacterias. Um, Calm down. Yeah, it, uh, this is, and and, and I and I and I'm not going to mention any other products here, but we do often get compared to another product, to, homie, to the uh, homies. To, to homies, real homies, and and this our product is not like any other product for for multiple reasons. But uh, oh shoot, we lost him there for, but not for multiple reasons, but for 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 the Some bacteria of it was, was consciously that though too. When we were putting it together, we were like, we don't want to compete with. People no, like no, this. we this have for we somebody don't even, who's got a different regimen. This yeah. is a totally different product than any product or the product that you're probably thinking of in regards to. Um, but Elephant I just want to shout out to Dude Grows, great guys. They've oh, been yeah, on the yeah, show for our charity I, I, events. 
we awesome love them. people. And, so that and again, once you read the package and you learn literally the, the people we've for. had on it. Yeah, exactly. The this people we've had on here to explain for. what these inputs are. I really think it'll be it'll be good for people to see what they want and what they don't because you don't necessarily have to use any of these things. Like I said, you can run it low and steady and do decent. Or you can take it to the next level. And with this, it'd be a supplemental thing. If you're using, let's say, uh, um, even like Grow Dots in this, ah, I'd be a little concerned. You know what I'm saying? Because Grow Dots is the slow release and it works the way it does. As we're Recharge or Great White or Mycos or any of those other brands, boom. Ours is a little bit of formula. There's an you application know? for whatever you're using. That's really what it is. And again, we have we have all the respect for these guys and we, we, we really don't want to get okay, conflated our products. There's two different products that's just trying to compare you know uh, uh nitrogen with with calmag it's two different things they just both come in a bottle you know um in, in case of liquid nutrients so or yeah so i i just want to i just want to make that very clear um but it was the it was the bacteria that i really wanted to focus on and of course we can sit and talk about it all day uh is george back is he close yep. george, george Jetson, maybe back to from the future Let's bring him in okay so did you catch the question george repeat the question what do you got? Uh, in, rega in regards to bacteria, this is something that really stands us apart. This was the importance of my question is that the, we, we don't offer one, two, or three uh, beneficial bacteria. We have four beneficial bacteria within our uh, uh, blend, and they play a significant yeah. role in the entire process. And I just wanted you to touch on that because we've talked about it, but it doesn't mean the same coming out of our mouths as it does yours. Our lead scientists. Ah, that's fair. That's fair. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I mean, high level, we've talked about this forum. You guys had probably said this. Is that when you're putting in bacteria, the question is why, right? Why am I, why am I putting in bacteria, right? And in some cases, you want to, you know, put in bacteria that's going to chew through organic matter or whatnot. And we, you know, I've certainly played around with that. But in this case here, we're all about plant health and about nutrient uptake, right? And when you look at the four species that are in there, you know, you either you're either in this kind of plant health bucket or you're in this uh you know nutrient uptake uh you know side side of the things and that's you know kind of how we wanted to get there and 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 we wanted these robust species that we knew we could ferment we knew we could grow and grow predictably you know to maximize the cfu the colony forming unit count um something that's going to withstand you know the lyophilization or spray drying process uh, and and allow us to concentrate that down in the blend there so it's kind of like this venn diagram we played around with uh, when we did that, but that's overarching. That's that's kind of what we accomplish, you know, between is is, is plant health and, and nutrient uptake. One of the ones that stand out there, and I can't even pronounce it for the life of me, Pambacillus azotufixins, which is the uh, exactly I what I would have said. That. Well done. But that's the uh, the nitrogen fixer, right? So it's actually grabbing nitrogen from the air and converting into a form that the plant can use, right? It, it is, yeah, it, it absolutely is. And before the Haber-Bosch process came along, where we could take nitrogen out of the air and wrangle it into a, you know, into a usable form, um, you know, this is how nitrogen got fixed uh, in in, uh, in the ecosystem, right? Uh, so it was things along these lines of these types of uh, that's able to enzymatically fix the nitrogen and, and make it usable. Yes. That's another thought process, okay. again, with this being a blend. It wasn't just a one-off thing. It's like we wanted to be able to have a variety of, of beneficial yeah. things, not just beneficial bacteria. But And I, I like that it's got a synergistic uh, approach with everything. It's kind of thought where how the next adds on to the next and adds on to the next. You know, it's definitely very well yeah. thought through. Yeah, there's, you know, you, you tied it in together. And I always use the roulette analogy, right? You're at the table, you've got red, you got black, you got a bunch of numbers. 
um, you know, different environments, different plans, different situations, different everything. We wanted to build together a robust mix that was going to give you results, whether it landed on 37 black or 46 red, right? I mean, it's just, and that's, that's kind of, you know, how we built this thing out. Hell yeah, I love it, man. And that, that's selfishly what I was hoping for myself for the garden. So this is where, you know, like most things, if you find use for yourself, some of the best inventions or best things out there, period, come from actual use for yourself. And now it's going to the public. And oh. Being able to use this as long as we have. I haven't been posting much garden stuff because I'm using this constantly as my thing. Like, how are you just using those little two pieces and then that random brown bag? I'm just like, well, I don't know. I have no idea. So now it's nice to be able to, to come out and talk about it. And like we, we've been uh, holding a lot back, but you know a lot more about how we actually go about making this. And I think the, the biggest thing that a lot of people are looking at, of course, is where it's sourced. And like you covered that a lot with uh, the seaweed extract, um, with, with the microbes, like these are all, of course, ethically sourced. That's a big thing. A lot of the community and myself included, Good a question. lot of the stuff you guys already deal with, you've already got four other nutrients or other yeah. products you're using. Um, so it's not like we're kind of going out of our way to just take this from some sort of environment that we're depleting, correct? Hopefully. No, 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 this is, this is fermentation based, right? So we're taking sugar-based feedstocks. We've got our, we've got our beginning concentrate of, uh, of colony forming units and we put those in, you ferment it and, uh, then you, you encapsulate it and you, you spray dry it with, uh, with a sugar-based uh, feedstock or a polymer feedstock with it. And that's, that's where it comes from. So. You're feeding in some couple of bits of minerals there, uh, some oxygen here and there while it's going through the fermentation process, and then you know away you go. So using some sugar and using some water uh, in the process and a little bit of minerals that you know obviously come back out in the mix and get used by the plants again. So you know fermentation, and God, it's a, that's another subject of, a, of the show here. And you talk about industrial biotechnology, and you talk about all the things not only in our agrochemical sector but also in the food sector now about you know what what industrial fermentation is going to bring and how much better it is for the environment i mean i saw something the other day a bit off topic but, but not quite you know where they're actually going through and and fermenting uh certain pieces of, of proteins and whatnot from that you would normally get from dairy and you, you know your carbon footprint is like 96 percent less uh when you're able to go through this concentrated fermentation process versus you know, feeding a cow and, and going through and getting milk, right? So it's kind of really interesting science. George, I, I remember the conversation that was very important to us about ethically sourced and, and making sure that we weren't having an impact carbon footprint, you know, uh, uh, because yeah. there's already an exploitation of our natural resources, um, even from our own industry. And we didn't want to play a factor in that. So, Rob, that was a really good question. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up because we sat and talked mm -hmm. about that for an entire meeting almost. So, I, Yeah, I, like I'm we dead. didn't want to price gouge. We didn't want to earth gouge. Like, again, I, I firmly, firmly believe the three of us have been doing this long enough. I should have grabbed a brewski, twoski. It's but, a joke. Uh, well, well, I might get one. Non-sponsored. Maybe so, soon. Yeah, I mean, but um, I, mean, I feel I mean, like... Think about this. Corn seep liquor... Would, would normally be a waste product, right? So it's going to go, I mean, it's going to go into cattle feed. It's going to go into something else. I mean, so that, with that, in the food industry, we would call that upcycle, right? So we're upcycling that ingredient. We're saving it from a landfill, saving it from a wasteful process, and we're, we're putting it in or valorizing it into a better process, right? So that's, that's, that's number one. Seaweed, 
you know, the producer you've been working with have been in business for decades. You're a prominent community member over there in, in, uh, in Ireland. Uh, and you can imagine when you get over there to, to Europe, you know, the, the sustainability and the, and the laws and the requirements that are there, it's, it's even more so than over here. Um, so, you know, that's number two. The, the mycorrhizae and the bacteria, obviously, you're going through different processes to grow them, but that's very efficient, very low carbon uh, uh, step there. So everything that we've got in here, the polymer itself is based off of, uh, of, of food grade, you know, aspartic acid and then polymerized with high yields. Um, so everything in here is very efficient, very focused. Um, it's not a messy process. You're not putting out a lot of caustic materials in the environment. You know, things along those lines. Very cool, Mr. Right? It makes Thank me you feel so... really good about the product, even better. Yeah, <laughs> like we, we do. We also we get a lot of questions asking, "Is this an organic product?" And I think we we had a whole conversation about whether or not it's organic, whether we care it for it to be organic. OMRI certification is something that uh, is very common and known. OMRI stands for Organic yeah. Materials Review Institute. Uh, we we talked better about potentially having it and getting those certifications. But there's a lot to it, and there's uh, really yeah. a lot of hoops you got to jump to. Can you talk, George, a little bit about kind of OMRI certification and why it may not be the best way to go about it? Yeah, I mean, OMRI certification is uh, OMRI's run by a group, you know, of people. And, um, you know, th there's a fee when you want to register, you know, a product, right? And um, at some point in time, you, know, you got to weigh the benefits of going through that process of, of, of looking at what Omri has approved on their list. And, you know, I, I think some of the stuff on their list is legitimate. That's, that's organic. And some of their list is, uh, is a bit of a head scratcher. And I think sometimes Omri bends their own rules, depending on, you know, who wants to belly up to the plate and, and, and get a, get a product that's, that's registered as, as organic. And so anything to me, anything run by, you know, a, a group of people is, is corruptible you know, at the end of the day. And so, you know, we were, we, we didn't go into this thinking, hey, how can we make this product, you know, Omri approved? We went into it thinking and having the same discussion about how can we make a product that's, you know, kind of designed from the environment for the environment? And uh, how can we end up with a product that, that delivers the maximum value to the users? And those were the really the important questions for us. Now, whether that fits into someone's belief system and how they grow or not, you know, I, I get that everyone's going to have their own their own system, and some people, uh, depending on their grow, yeah, they, they're going to have to see some sort of you know organic certification from a third party. But you know, certainly it's not that, that wasn't where we wanted. We just wanted the best product we could. That's you know doing the best thing for the environment, and then you know the, on the back end, it's like you know do you want to use it in your grow? You know, there's nothing in here that shouts you know non-organic to me, but. Uh, you know, Omri and, and some of the third-party agencies have a have a different definition than what I have about what what should be and could be you know organic and what isn't, right? Yeah, and to be fair, it's like I, I just kind of look at it like a Better Business Bureau thing, or like uh, like you want to get your taxes done, but you won't do it unless it's a CPA. It's like for taxes, <laughs> okay. But some people just want that comfort. You know, it's it's I understand it. You know, but at the same yeah. time, that's where like we talked about from the, the beginning of this episode is understanding your inputs and what this stuff is. And then you'll start to understand how it's derived and where it's come from. And that you should be able to understand those inputs more before you start waiting for a sticker that's on the front that you just trust. 
because blindly totally. trusting these things is just it's crazy especially in an industry that goes up and down like again with uh, 2020 and on there was this massive increase and then a massive dip that actually stabilized a little under where it was so now it's got people who are scraping to get the money they can and i think that's i'm just i'm skeptical of those with my buddy trey my co-host on cltv he managed to grow store for years and there was a lot of reps from brands that were just like yeah we're not going to repay for the Amri stuff this year they increased the price and it's like and not knocking it, some people that may be their belief system, like you said, but I think it's more understanding what that brand is and what that validity is before using it as a, a merit of trust. Yeah, well said. Well said, totally. We've, and we've talked so. about this many times that that's what's going to define tomorrow's products are the, the companies that are going over and beyond just trying to make a, just trying to make a buck because that was the race at the beginning it was who can make the quickest buck with the most amount of money already uh but that game's starting to yeah. weed its way out and now now it's starting to see that we want we want great products by good people that are giving back to the community and uh george you're doing just that and we're honored to call you a part of the team and to have you uh, as, as our lead scientist our lead guy for this you, you dropped some incredible yeah. gems here George, uh, really appreciate yeah, it. One last thing before we can't let George go ahead, leave. Please, please, please. I got a couple. I got one more thing too. All right. Go ahead. This oh, one we oh, talked oh, about. That, that was such a good close. It was such I a good close. I know. I know. I'm pretty good. Uh, I always got to try to time yeah. it, and I miss it. Oh, this man. is where he, he's always like, "What's my value?" What's my, I'm like, "Dude, P, you're a freaking entertainer for one. For two, you're the glue, baby. You make this tripod uh, work." Keep talking dude, about. Dude, I was, I was loving it. I was sailing on the way out. I'm like, "This is great." He's like, "All right, cool." so just real quick we talked about this earlier via email which again shout out to the team there's a massive team working on this which i didn't realize how many people care about i see the passion is there it's awesome plus their job of course but the passion i love it but how often do you use the stash blend how often would you uh use it i know how often i do but we discussed it earlier um yeah we today we've always we've always approached this as a once a week you know what i mean could you could you do more than that yeah sure i mean that, that, that absolutely no problem right but you know, at, at a minimum we'd like to see it once a week right and look at that ref- look at that return on investment that's that's our belief system right uh once a week until you get into your flowering and then you know say a lot unless you know again you've got an established soil environment and you want to keep the pop- the population up keep using it but what once a week where we're, uh, we see most people starting so and in, in for beards then it's not it's not a beard growth thing then like obviously <laughs> we were talking about that earlier and there's a lot of organic natural inputs in here that people read and I think that don't look like plant stuff and this is where that yeah. conversation of organic is like look more into what's in this and it's a surprise I'm still learning more about the inputs that I'm like why hasn't we had this in this industry like it's crazy how long it's been but appreciate you helping us get it. One of the yeah, inputs man. that we haven't talked about that I think we need to talk about because one of the most important ones, one of the most one, one I'm excited about um, is the silicon. So a lot of people are actually, yeah. actually asking about the silica. Can you talk to us about like the silica that's in this blend and how to make it plant available and so on and so forth? Yeah, we, we, we touched on it a little bit before. Um, you know, you, you've got you've got silicon dioxide in there, right? A nanoparticle silicon dioxide. And, you know, what it's kind of dual purpose, right? I mean, we we do care about how this package sits and, the, and, it, and how it sets up and the flowability. And you've got a lot of elements in there. They're organic elements. They want to grab on the water, you know, and, and do different things in the mix. So the silica on its own in the mix, 
you know, is going to help alleviate some of those symptoms. Not entirely, like we've, we've talked about before. It's a sen- this is a sensitive piece. A lot of technology, you got to take care of it. Uh, one of those, if they're cold, you know, if you're cold, they're cold type deal. Don't leave it out too hot. Don't uh, don't leave the bag open, yada, yada. But, you know, at the end of the day, then, with that small a particle, you know, with the biology we have in there and the plant growth that's happening, you know, you're going to convert that into silicon dioxide, which, you know, there's a there's a little bit of that that's available to the plant from a soluble silicon perspective, but then you're going to convert that, putting a hydrogen or putting a couple hydrogens on it, and turn that into, you know, mono or orthosilicic acid, and that's the plant available form of, uh, of silicon, or, and that's, that's that process that we want to happen in an organic situation where you've got biology growing, you've got organic acids being released at the roots, you've got hydrogen ions being released by the plant. That's what's going to feed that conversion, right? Perfect. Yeah, that's exactly what awesome. I wanted uh, to make sure we touched upon because that is a real important piece of all this. Agreed. Definitely, definitely agree with that. Sweet. Oh, yeah. Well, I already said my outro, so see you guys. I appreciate you, George. Thank you so much for that. Thanks, um, George. I w- want to give a huge shout out to George, his entire team, um, Growers House for, for everything, that putting this whole plan together. Uh, today is the official launch day. So if you're watching this on YouTube later, George, today's the day. It's launch day today. And uh, orders have been coming in. That's fantastic. why he made the time, man, like to be able to drive. I mean, literally on the road, the man stopped to drop and major bars Thank whether you, you had man. one or two bars you dropped like 16 at least yeah you dropped a lot from one or two i don't care what your cell phone says my man brian can <laughs> verizon can take a take a hike it's awesome man you guys you guys are great it has been an honor and a pleasure uh i never take it lightly that uh i've got a great group of people to work with a great group of growers surrounding me uh you know what a what a dream right um it's great thank you Thank you, George. It's an Thanks, absolute George. honor, man. Uh, we will uh, definitely do another episode in a in a far more comfortable setting, and For uh, sure. maybe we'll, we'll hit this again, Operation 2.0.5, because we already did an episode. You can follow see that on from the stash over on YouTube. George, thank you so much, brother. Drive safe, eh? Bye, guys. I appreciate it. Bye, guys. Peace.